The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Angel Tarot Show with best-selling author and Angel Tarot expert, Radley Valentine. Plan your week ahead with gentle guidance from your angels, combined with the wisdom of Tarot, and create the magical life you deserve. Hey, hey, everybody. It is Radley here with the Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm. So glad to be here. I have to say, Mooney, I am having a blast with these podcasts. I mean, who knew? Who knew? I think I knew. I secretly knew that you might. Oh, like fine. <laughs> Whatever. The guy that was trying to get me to do it two years ago. That guy knew. <laughs> I know. I just kept moving it to the bottom of the priorities list. I was like, we'll get to it eventually. But well, we, I think we're here. With everything, the timing's always right. It's the, it's the timing. The timing was right. The timing was right. I was ready for it. So what are we talking about today? I think <laughs> we're talking a little bit about what to do when you don't know what to do. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Today's official topic is sharing your gifts with the world, but it's kind of like sharing your gifts with the world, dot, dot, dot. What does that even mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? No, well, it's like, I know what I think it means. And I think that first of all, what it means is being authentically, emphatically, uniquely, as weird as you can possibly drum up authentically yourself and doing it from a place of joy. I mean, literally like going, okay, this is what everybody made fun of me for doing when I was eight years old. And now I'm here doing it and loving it. And everybody loves me for doing it. And embracing that, right? It's like doing what you want. I look at it as transforming, transforming weird into wonderful. Like there's this, (laughs) it's just like the transformation. But, you know, we talk a lot about, I think, in positive psychology and in personal development and in spirituality, there's this kind of like thing that's been floating around for a while called rewiring your brain, right? So Mm -hmm. I, for the longest time, I had to even like physically do it is to unplug weird and plug it back into wonderful. So change the meaning of what I think is weird. I have to start transforming it into like what's really wonderful. So if you can imagine you know, the the goofiest, silliest, most fun, most engaged, most honest version of yourself, which is what you see somebody like Radley doing and <laughs> something that I'm definitely still working on, you know, to be able to do that and do that on a regular basis, 
it's the thing that's going to attract people to you. It's the thing that's going to set you apart from the thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of other people that are doing similar things to you. And it's that special thing that's going to make you find that success you've been looking for. And we have to define what that success is. But in this instance, the success is you being out there in the world doing your weird and wonderful thing. Weird, wonderful, and woo-woo. We're going to have to keep adding to that list. Um, (laughs) The thing that's out there that makes you so unique and special. So success right now, I think for the sake of this conversation about sharing your gifts in a bigger way, doesn't have to mean financial success. Like, let's put that to the side for just a second. And yeah, boot it to the side. And Rad, tell me about what you feel successful about since you've started really letting your weird, wonderful, and woo-woo flag fly. (laughs) Flag fly. (laughs) I'm trying to get the W's in all the way around. So flag fly. Flag wag. There you go. Flag wag. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Flag wag. You know, it's like there is an element of self-love that comes in that. I mean, and it's like, I think that that's something that people are challenged by. I think it's something that people really find difficult. We we throw around that whole the need for self-love element around a lot. And without even necessarily defining that, we think that it's so, at some point that we're just going to basically be like, oh, I'm just going to love myself and it's just going to magically happen. But I think the way that it happens for real is when we like go, I'm going to be me no matter what. And, and when we do that, like you said, it's like you're going to get positive feedback. You'll get the, the people who don't like it, but whatever, who cares? That that's And that's part of it is like going, I just don't care anymore. I don't care what the, the other people think about how weird I am. It's like, I don't care. I'm like going to embrace this and love it. And what I have experienced in having done that is that people will love it. People have an authenticity radar. You cannot get around it. I think that seriously amazing actors, Helen Mirren can fake you out. But, you know, it's like regular people can't fake you out. If you are authentic, people will know it's true or no, it's not. And they just will. And the in answer to your question is that it's the feedback that comes around when people go because you were yourself. Yeah. So I think that that's part of it. But It doesn't mean that that's automatic and easy every single moment of every single day. And what you have to do is also learn to love the moments where it's not, you know, it's, you do, you have to love the moments when it's not, it's like, I got up this morning and, you know, and it's like, Lee's barely out of bed. You do not talk to Lee when he's barely out of bed. He he can't, where I am a morning person, he is completely not. And yet it's like, I've been up for four hours. (laughs) And I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Right. It's like, it's like the kid at Christmas is like, I've been awake since 4am. Can you talk to me now? You know? And he's like, Oh God. But it's like this morning, it was like, you know, it's like, it's like things are good, 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 good. And then things are not good. And that's so hard. And yet you have to like go, that's humanity speaking. It's like, sometimes things aren't good and you have to like go, but in my mind, I am remembering that things are very often good and that's when I love myself. And so I'm going to love myself not feeling good by noticing that I will feel good again and love myself. Yeah. 
And I think it's circular. I don't know. No, no, it makes perfect sense. And I think the thing to, to kind of complete some of the loop on that too, is, you know, I had a moment, you know, a lot of people I think are in therapy right now because it's been a weird couple of years. And one of the things that I brought up in my last session was, is I was angry about this thing that happened. And so, and it happened like right at the end of the session, right? This realization that I'm like angry about this thing. And, you know, the therapist, and he's great, was like, well, I'm going to, we're going to leave it there. You know, we'll talk about it next week. And I was like, you're going to leave me here angry. And he said the funniest thing, which I was so confronted by, which was, you know, you're going to have to be okay holding on to that feeling for a week that it's allowed. You're allowed to be angry, that your feelings are valid, and that you need to practice being comfortable with the feelings that you're having. And so I think this goes double for you if you are stepping into a spotlight or if you're going out there and sharing your gift with the world is like everything that comes up for you, you're doing a reading, you're doing an interview, you're speaking on stage, you're writing a blog, you're doing any of the things that you could do to get the message out there. Sometimes things will come up that are unexpected. And I I don't know, there's always like this feeling of like, oh, how much is too much vulnerability? Or how much should I really be sharing, you know, out there in the world? This is part of that, you know, being yourself in a really big way. If you're having a tough time, sometimes you sharing that you're having a tough time, or sometimes that you're sharing struggling with the concept of holding on to something that feels angry for seven days to get used to the the process of feeling those feelings and not letting it overtake your life. Those are things like you can share. Those are things that you can, can put out there in the world. And I guarantee you there are a hundred, if not a thousand, if not a million people who have gone through something similar that can relate to it. And it makes you feel, and it makes you look and it makes you appear and it makes you occur to them as human and imperfect and relatable and connectable and so there's a lot of things that, you know, Rad, we've had this conversation about, ooh, should you share this? Should you share that? I always am on the side of like, yeah, go go for it. Making it a teaching moment is what elevates the whole experience, right? So one version of this is just going online and complaining and being like, everything's terrible and it's raining outside and I stubbed my toe and I dropped my coffee and like, <laughs> this is the worst day ever, right? And some people may find that relatable, but when you're out there sharing your spiritual gift, it's like the second half of that story, right? Is the part that completes the loop. What is the other part? How did you lift yourself out of it? How did you look at it from a different way? How did you ask spirit for a sign? How did you connect with that bigger part of yourself to make this kind of like seemingly gross thing or weird thing turn into a wonderful thing? So that to me is like, that's connecting that loop on what you were talking about is that we make these teachable moments so that so that you can not only give them a true part of yourself, but then teach them something at the same time. Right. And I, and I agree with that. I, I think you can't make it a therapy session. No. <laughs> it, it can't be a therapy session. It has to be a, you know, a teachable moment. Like you said, it has to be, I felt this way and this is how I got past it. Because that's a whole birds of a feather thing I always talk about. It's like if people are listening to you, then yeah, they, they probably are angry about something or they probably are feeling in distress about something. They're feeling that same emotion. And the whole aspect, I think, about turning it into the way of making your personal contribution to the world is about being authentic but also being in a space of being in service. Mm -hmm. 
It has to be of service. If it's just you venting what you're experiencing without it being of service to the other people, it's going to go wont wont. I mean, right. people are going to turn you off. It, the, same, the, the, and the same thing if it's completely <clears throat> fabricated, right? Same thing if it's a, a total oh, confession. Yeah. If it's you being inauthentic or if it's you being, you know, like we could have done this interview and been like, hi, everybody, it's Mooney and Rad. And, blah, blah, and like <laughs> that would have been, and you would have seen our energy start to dip and you would have seen everybody's interest start to dip. And I think I probably blew out the microphone and everybody's eardrums by doing that. So I <laughs> but there's a certain element of that where like that doesn't work. If that's if that's what you need to do before the camera turns on to get yourself psyched up, that's definitely something you can do. But like this tone and the way that we're relating to each other and the way that you would talk to like your best friend is kind of how you want to treat the camera and how you want to relate to it. So Rat, how do you like get yourself ready when you're like, okay, I'm 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 gonna like share my gift. I'm I'm ready to do it. Like, how do you psych yourself up or do you even need to? Before you do it live on Facebook. <laughs> you're, you're, you're sweet. And thank you for that. But no, it's like, I mean, first of all, it's like my prayers I, are, are important. I mean, it's like anytime I'm going to do something like this morning, right before we went, because this is our second event today, today, just today. And yeah. it's, it's just 1030 for me, but it's, it's, you know, it's this morning I started with, it's like, let me be of service. It's like, let everything that I do, let the words that come out of my mouth, let my experience be something that is educational and helpful and to the people who are around me. And so there is, there's that aspect. I also try to look at, and, and this is legit. It's like, I try to look at, okay, I'm maybe I'm feeling really crappy about blank, but what do I feel really good about today? Because that's where I need to put my focus. It's like, even if it's just putting the focus on the fact that Lee and I have been locked in this house for the last 10 days, and we're going to lunch right after this podcast. And so that I can go, yay, lunch. (laughs) It's like, and so that's my energy. But also, I think that part of what you have to be able to do in creating a business where you blow people's minds is to be in this space of, I love what I do. I love what I do. I love what I do. And you have to show up in that space of, I am doing what I love. I am doing what I love. I am doing what I love. And that for me is, is kind of like where I am in this moment. You know, it's like, I'm excited. I started this whole thing by saying, I am loving this podcast. I'm loving the outreach. I'm loving talking or being in connection with people that are new. You know, it's like, I love the folks who follow me through this journey for so very long. I adore them. I do. Hi, Jim. Hi, Deborah. Hi, Sean. Hi, John. Hi, you know, all of those people. Hi, Kate. Those people who like follow us around. I love them. But it's like, I also so get into this whole energy of here's a new person who's not heard me speak before and my opportunities for being of service are exponential that to me really revs me up and what you need to be doing if you are listening to this or you are watching this on youtube in order to take your business to the next level is to be doing what revs you up because that's what's going to do it that's the magic. And we tie this back to the foundation of all of this comes from being yourself in a, in an important and in a wonderful and in a weird and a woo-woo way, because that's the only way to sustain what Rad's talking about, 
right? So if you had to manufacture yeah. something or you had to manufacture and sustain this weird, you know, not weird, this false energy of this other, you know, person that you're this other persona you're trying to create, it's not sustainable. And so you wouldn't be able to get to the end of that. It wouldn't be something that you love. It wouldn't have that feeling and people would start to realize it. What was that affirmation again? Because I want to make sure everybody got that. I love what I do. I love what I do. I love, no, it's like, do what you love, do what you love, do what you love. I love what I do. I love what I do. I love what I do. And the, the best part about this, and I don't know if anyone's made this connection yet, the late great Louise Hay and the work that she did with mirror work was so powerful. And I used to use a mirror for it. Now I just use a webcam. I turn on my webcam and I just look at myself in the webcam and do it because it's it's more along the lines of what I do on a regular basis that you can do before doing any recording that you can do before you go and do a call or you do any of those things is be able to have that conversation with yourself and also send a little love your way. I think that helps strengthen you know, what it is that we do. I personally, though, love that you reward yourself after doing something like this. I'm going to start doing that. Like after this, I'm going to get a cookie after this, <laughs> go do this. after that, I, I can imagine getting a lot more done than usual. If I was giving myself little treats at the end of it. <laughs> well, I mean, what's the, what's better than giving yourself a treat for doing what you love? Yeah. I mean, that is very self-affirming. It's very validating. It's literally paying it forward to yourself. Yeah. It's like, I did what I loved and now I get to do, I get something else I love. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The other thing that we have to talk about is like the impact that you're creating upon like the world, whether it's energetically, spiritually, physically. Like this is every time you go out there and do a thing, and you do it authentically, and you do it with this this kind of love bubble floating from you know coming out from within you that you're creating this ripple, right? We're creating little ripples that are going to go out there. And I've said this before, I think I've told this, you know, story multiple times, or this, this kind of way of talking about it, something you do in that moment of authenticity, in that moment of joy, in that moment of magic, or however you want to relate to it, that you put out there in the world, especially because of the way the internet works, it's out there, right? So it could be a week from now, a month from now, two years from now, seven years from now, something you said, some way that you said something or something you created could land into the eyeballs or the ears of somebody who really desperately needs it at that current moment. 
somebody who was you seven years prior, somebody that's struggling with what you were struggling with is going to hear this thing is going to engage your experience with whatever you created. And it's going to like open something up for them. So we don't always get to know what happens on the other side of the things that we create. Like we can't control it. Our job is to show up and as rad, you call it blah. Can you explain blah so that everybody really gets it? What is blah and how powerful that is to put it out there into the universe like that? Sure. So, and I'll do that. But first, I have to circle back to something you said. And that is that whole seven year thing of someone's going to see something you did seven years ago. All the more reason why it is powerfully important to be authentic. Yeah. Because it's like you've got to be putting out who you are, not just now, but throughout the journey, you know, because it's it, you are probably going to be someone different, maybe someone more that seven years later, but that person is meeting you where you were and that when doing so, they then go find who you are and look at that journey and go, well, he did it. He went from there to here. I can go from there to here. Right. And, and so it's like, faster and easier than it would have been if they had done it on their own. But that's why it's like you always have to be authentic because this is not just the moment. This is a message in a bottle. Mm. It's a message in the bottle thrown out into the cosmic ocean and you don't know who's going to grab that bottle. But if you're authentic seven years ago and that person who got that bottle reaches out to you, you can authentically go I know where you are because I have been there and I remember completely what it was like and I can help you. Blah is be loving and helpful. B-L-A-H, blah. Now it's a term that I use more frequently from the standpoint of intuitive readings, intuitive gifts, where you are doing giving messages to people. And that can include coaching, that can include counseling, but it's literally where you are trusting that the universe, that the divine is sending you, sending information to you, to that person. That's what they need to hear. And so it's not holding back because when we hold back, that's ego. That's the whole aspect of where ego is going. You might be wrong. And, and we human beings don't like to be wrong. God knows Sagittarians don't like to be wrong. It's like, I know that I do not like to be wrong. But it's like, we don't want to be wrong. And so in fear of not being wrong, we might not say something that is literally actually the very thing that person needs to hear in this moment. And so when we are in this space of being of service, because this is all how it circles back, being of service, we are being in this space of I am going to be of service. I am shoving my ego to the side. You know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I don't believe I'm wrong. I think I'm going to be right because I'm in a space of being of service. And so, blah, here it is. And sometimes that requires interaction between you and the person that you're trying to be of service with. But all of this does just circle back to that whole aspect of how do I be who I am authentically in such a way that when I do launch my business, when I do start to like pull back in the whole abundance and prosperity aspect that we kicked to the side earlier, and we bring that back in because it does matter. It does matter that we are rewarded 
in the methodology that planet Earth rewards people. I mean, it's one of the ways, but it's also the way that helps us to buy eggs when they're $7.49 a dozen, right? Is that we have this aspect of I am giving out and the universe is returning equally back into me. But to do that, we've got to plug our fingers into the wacky little socket that is called planet Earth and do what we have to do in order to like show the world that we're here authentically. If we're hidden in a dark little corner, we can be authentic all day long and maybe the world won't see us, but we want the world to see us. And it's okay to want that. I think that's another another kind of gateway that a lot of people can't seem to get by is like, oh, well, I'm deeply spiritual. And wouldn't it be great if I can go and help all those people, but I don't want to have to like do this, this, or this, or I don't want to have to promote myself, or I don't want to have to go and step out on the stage, or I don't want to have to like uh, appear self-centered, or I have to, I don't have to appear this. Look at what Radley's done. Look at what Radley's doing. And would anybody say that he's self-centered? No, I wouldn't. Very kind. Thank you. I mean, we all have to have things that we do for ourselves and take care of ourselves and have boundaries that you're really good about. But I don't think that there's an air of like, well, I'm just doing this to be seen. I get what you're saying about service. I totally understand that. And I think it's important for everyone to kind of figure that out of where could I live in sharing my gift, in making money, doing what I love and still being of service without it turning into something else. So. That to me is part of that. You'll know when you get there, right? I think that there's no way for anyone to really prepare you for success in that way. So when things get really big, when things, I would say for lack of a better term, glow up, and that's with a G, G G-L-O-W, when things start to glow up for you, Mm -hmm. how do you stay attached to being of service? So Rad, for you, what was that like? So I just believe so strongly that everything happens for a reason, you know, and I grew up the way I grew up in school where I was the most unpopular kid in school. And, you know, it's like I it was just horrible. And what did it teach me? It taught me that I hate arrogance. And and so as as a kid, it's like the kid that was being, you know, just totally beat down I was being beat down by the kids, the other kids who appeared arrogant. And so I came to this place where I came to idolize humility, humbleness. And so for me, that's been a journey because it's like my desire to stay in my humility, to stay in my humbleness has been something that like keeps me on point. Now, my brothers and my sister are very happy to keep me humble, that they consider that that to be absolutely their purpose in life. Even so, I've had to even sort of like learn what the balance is in that, because the the broader my reach of my message, the more I have to be open to saying my life is wonderful, but say it in a humble way. Mm-hmm. To say that I love what I do and I do what I love, or to say that I am purposefully, desperately trying to expand my reach from the standpoint of being of service to more people. I I keep using this term and I'm not sure I like it, but to spread the gospel of the angels, to spread the gospel of tarot, to spread the gospel of the divine in the universe, the best way I can do that is for more and more people to see me. 
And so I have to like keep my humbleness and keep my humility, but I also have to step past it. I think the thing that that underpins all of this too is that, and I don't know if we've ever talked about it on this level, even offline, but somewhere in the middle of all this, your big why, we've said it's because you want to take fear out of spirituality. spirituality and I think that's yeah. accurate. Yeah. But underneath what that is for me, somewhere in there, and maybe I'm sensing this, is that something about your relationship with the angels did something for you and it's, it cured something for you. Yeah. And you want to go and knock on every single door that you possibly can to be able to share that so that other people can have similar experiences. Does that sound right? Yeah, it is it's absolutely true. And the reason that it's true is that I grew up in a church that tried to make you scared to death. Yeah. You know, it's like religion, whether it is Judaism or Christianity or whatever, is highly, highly built on the pillars of fear. And it's like, if you don't do this, you will go to hell. If you don't do that, you will go to hell. If you do do this, you will go to hell. I mean, and it's like I grew up in all of that thinking, being taught literally that there was something wrong with me, mm. literally being told that on a regular basis without anyone going, Radley, something's wrong with you. But them going, if you are gay, if you are an alternate, if you talk to angels, if you are a spiritual person and you are not doing it exactly this way, you are going to hell, which, by the way, I don't believe exists, period, anyway. But as a child, mm. that's not what I had, you know. And so that whole desire to take fear of spirituality is because fear of spirituality was absolutely ingrained in me growing up. And I know what it's like. And I'm certain without a shadow of a doubt that it is not what, what source intends I don't believe that the universe or God or goddess or source of whatever you want to call it in any form or fashion wants us to be afraid. And because of that, you should not be afraid to shine your light. And the way you shine your light is to use the mechanisms of planet Earth that allow you to turn that light on and turn it up to full amps. We can help you with that. Yeah, you're turning it up to 11. We have a couple minutes left and I, you know, I, I can't say anything more perfect than what you just said. But I do want to know in that moment, that first contact for you, because I think it's important for people to understand the first contact of, of the angels communicating with you and that angel communication and knowing that there was this source of unconditional non-judgmental love that was there for you. What was that experience like? I, I think that in a way you're talking about the five-year-old thing, but that's not really where that happened for me right. because as a five-year-old, I did not know how to process that and I didn't know how to define it. It's really going into my mid-20s where that really started to happen because I walked away from organized religion when I was in a church in Tennessee where a new pastor came in and he started firing all the gay people. And there were quite a few people on staff there. And for me, that was when I'm like, no, because uh, I was on staff. So I quit. You know, it was like, no. And it was walking out of that. It was literally walking out of the halls of fear and going into the 
hall of the archangels, if you will, to make a joke of and angels and guardian angels that literally felt like I had walked out of a dark place into a light place. And we are taught at a young age that it's the other way around, but it isn't. It was when I walked into that space of the angels and I started to go, oh, no, I am loved. I am adored. I am absolutely, you know, Anita Morjani literally says that the angels and the divine worship us. Now, I'm going to translate that into Radley-ism, and it's not so much worship as it is a mutual admiration society. We love them and they love us. Yeah. And in that love, everything is possible. Everything. So everybody listening and watching, take that thought in that all the angels, all the universe, everything in spirit is focusing its love and attention and energy on you all the time, no matter what. And where do you feel you can go? What do you feel empowered to do? What kind of message could you share out in the world? What kind of thing could you create that could leave this kind of impact, you know, out there for people to discover if this is where you were doing it from, right? Right. Absolutely. Beautiful. All right. So Rad, we have this thing coming up that I'm super excited to be sharing with everybody. Can you tell them how they can be a part of it? Yeah, absolutely. So literally, once you've gotten this part of it, and that's kind of my job to help you find that part, Mooney's job is to tell you how to turn the volume up to 11. And so we're going to take Radley's chocolate and Mooney's peanut butter and mix them together and make the most delicious spiritual chocolate candy (laughs) peanut butter cups yeah peanut butter cups yeah right right that you've ever seen and we're going to help you do that in a free 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 did i say free i think it's free (laughs) three-part series about creating your spiritual business you can find out all about it by going to radleyvalentine.com forward slash biz b-i-z b-i-z And it's coming up. It's coming up soon. There's no reason for you to miss this. There's no reason for you to worry about the money because there isn't any. You just get to show up and get lit on how to do this for yourself so that you can be of service, so that you can make a difference in the world. Because I guarantee you, if you are listening to this right now, that's why you're here. Yes, it is. Thanks Thanks, for having me. I love having you on. Thanks so much. Again, folks. Check it out, the class, RadleyValentine.com forward slash biz. So glad to have you here on the Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fn. Talk to you next week. You've been listening to the Angel Tarot Show with Radley Valentine. To discover more, visit RadleyValentine.com slash podcast. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I am an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. 
I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.